Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning. And uh, you can also find us online at insightfolios.com. Click the listen button, ask questions, listen to past episodes of the show in the podcast version. That's insightfolios.com. Kevin has about three decades of experience helping families get to and through retirement. He's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement. And it's always a joy to chat with him on the show each week. I have a fun fact of the week for you. It's something you and I have talked about before, bats. But an interesting stat or a little you know, trivia tidbit about bats. They can eat up to 1,200 mosquitoes in an hour, and they average between 6,000 and 8,000 insects in total each and every single night. Wow, one bat. That makes me like bats a little more. Yeah, I'm going to start building bat houses. Yes. Because I live all by the water, and we have all the mosquitoes and all the bugs, and yeah, that gives me a new appreciation for those little buggers, because normally you hear those stories, right, and you're a kid, they're going to get tangled in your hair and all that kind of good stuff, so you grew up with that fear, at least I did. Yeah, I uh, I don't like them. We have them at (laughs) our house, and they're all over the place. And they, there's a little crevice next to our fireplace, and it's near the side door, the, the main entrance that we use all the time. And each spring, the bats get up into this little crevice. I need to do something before this spring comes around. I need to block that out so they can't get up in there. But it means that they're coming and going every night right near our side door. And one time this year, I guess one of the bats got a little disoriented. We were taking the dogs out um, for the final time in the evening to use the bathroom. And instead of going up into the little crevice, the bat must have been coming back home. And he instead went right into the side door and got into the house. And so here I am. I'm like, I have Connie, like, take the dogs over to the garage. And they're in the garage while I'm trying to catch capture this bat in the house and get him <laughs> out. And I'm chasing him all around the house. And he keeps flying past me. And I'm diving down to the ground. It was it was quite comical. It involved a leaf blower trying to blow him out the window. <laughs> <laughs> So th- some things the Humane Society probably wouldn't be happy with, my techniques of trying to get rid of this bat. But <laughs> when, when we were kids, we'd stay at my grandmother's once in a while, Grandma Tutson in uh, Bay City. And she had this, it was a big old house that she had. And once in a while, a little bat would get in there. She was the bat, what do you want, a connoisseur. She could catch a bat within a matter of minutes. She had this big smelt net that she used to use. Oh, that's great. And, she, and it had high ceilings in there. So she, would, she could catch them fairly quick after a while. About one or two a year would get Why in the house. Why didn't I think about I should a, a net would have been perfect. That's what yeah, I should have done. Yeah. I was trying to use like containers. I don't know if I had a good net, but I could have gone and found maybe I have one in the garage like an old fishing net or something that might have worked. That works. Worked for my grandmother. She was pretty good at it. Yeah. I need to I need to I'll, well that'll definitely be my game plan next time instead of trying to use a container to trap him up against the wall and then slide a piece of paper over top of it. That's <laughs> that's where I was, Kevin. So yeah. Kind of like that guy we just seen on the internet or on the news that he 
trap that alligator in his garbage can. Did you see that? I didn't see that. No. Uh, uh, he kind of pushes him in the garbage can and closes the lid. Oh and, my uh, gosh. It took him a while to do it, but that was pretty funny. That's fantastic. I'll have to go look that up. Uh, by the way, the end of that bat story, he's just fine. We got him out the window and life went back to normal. So, Oh, uh, you're much, you're much easier on him than my grandmother was. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, these days you, you shoot, you get in trouble if you hurt a bat in some yes. places, you know, they're yeah. very, very heavily protected, especially the babies and that sort of thing. Uh, well, in any event, fun bat stories to start us off on today's show. All right, let's get into some fun talk and also some uh, stuff that's going to maybe make you a little hungry because we're talking about the grocery store here, Kevin, as we want to get some financial lessons from this. Oh, our common theme, hungry. Uh, common theme. Yeah, we always find a way to talk about food on food, this show. Yep. Regular listeners know this. When you go to the grocery store, Kevin, whether it's uh, emergency shopping before a big snow or ice storm or just your regular routine trip, Almost every single time you go to the grocery store with at least some sort of list. Uh, if you go without a list, it's probably, one, you're going to spend way too much time there because you're just going to go up and down the aisles. You're going to forget something that you actually did need, and you're probably going to buy a bunch of whole bunch of things that you didn't need. I can't think of a time I went to the grocery store and didn't at least have one like goal or mission of something I needed from the store. Wow, that's it. Um, so when you go to the store, you know you don't have that list. For me... Who goes to the store for you, Walter? More you or Connie? Oh, I I I love grocery shopping. So that so, is that is definitely my role in the family. I grew up going to the grocery store with my dad. We would go shopping every weekend, the two of us, and we would just have a blast when we'd go to the grocery store. I know that sounds funny, but we would just have so much fun at the grocery store together. It was our thing. And so I think I've just always really enjoyed going to the grocery store. I don't rush, I take my time. I get a cup of coffee. I have some coffee while I walk around. It's just like a, I love going to the grocery store. It's my thing. You know, they make medication. For <laughs> People are like, man, this guy really needs to get a life. <laughs> so do you have a list? Uh, I usually do have a, a list that I'm operating off of. Yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's half science and half art when I go to the grocery store. So there's okay. the must-haves, but then there's a little art that happens of, hmm, what am I feeling inspired to make? And what kind of ingredients might I want to make that thing with? So... So you're going into the store with an idea of what you really need. I've at least got a loose plan, yes. Yep, yep. So we can go into the grocery store of investments the same type of way, can't we? If you, if you think about that. In retirement planning, you know, people don't really know what to do with their money sometimes. Do you need income if you're going into that store? Do you need long-term growth? Do you need a hedge against long-term care costs? A little bit of all that stuff. Know what you need if we're going into the grocery store of investments. You know, maybe you're looking for growth, income, bonds, CDs. And then how do you figure this out, Walter? How do you think you figure out what you know what you need before you're going into the grocery store of investments? Well, you just got to think about it. You got to plan about it. And I have to write it down. If I, if I think about what I need at the grocery store and then I get to the grocery store and I haven't written down the list, I'm constantly calling Connie to say, hey, what was it that we needed? We just talked about it two minutes ago, but I've already forgotten. So I've got to write it down to make sure I stick to it. Yeah, and you got a plan because you're going to make something somewhere down the road, right? Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah, so we have a recipe th that we're operating off of, something like that. Yep, same thing here. Your financial plan should dictate what, what kind of investments that you're going to need to get in that point of life that you're at. So if you're 20 years old, you're probably looking for growth investments. If you're getting closer to retirement, you're probably looking for something that's generating income. If you're older, maybe that changes up there too. But going into... The grocery store of investments is different for everybody, depending on what your goals and what you're trying to meet and those types of things. What I tell people is stay away from the product pushers. You ever go into the grocery stores, the Sam Clubs, and they're always giving you these free samples? Yeah. Oh, I, some people go just for the samples, right? Just for the samples, <laughs> right. 
Well, you can relate that to the financial world too. We have you know what we call product pushers out there. They only sell one thing and one thing only. You know, that's generally not in your best interest. So know what you need, and how do you know what you need? You sit down and you start doing that financial income plan, and that will give you the direction of what investments you're going to need in your portfolio. Very good, and I think uh, these are kinds of questions and ideas that a lot of people can identify with, especially this next one. When you go to the grocery store, you kind of have to make sure everything fits together. You know, if you go and you kind of wander aimlessly around picking out food, you end up with a cart full of items that might be good on their own, but they don't fit together very well. I actually did this recently when I went in without the best of game plans. And yeah, I ended up with a whole bunch of like, okay, this uh, these peppers don't really go with this meat that I got. We really should have gotten like some sausage to go with it. And instead I got like, you know, bison or venison or something like that. And oh, I got these weird noodles that, yeah, these noodles aren't going to match with anything. Huh, all this looked good on its own, but this is not going to make the dinner I thought it was going to make. So you're not going to have a full four-course dinner. You're going to have just a single entree is what you're saying, right? Yeah, it's, it may be how yeah. it turns out. Or it's just going to be a bunch of weird things thrown together that Connie then looks at me like, well, what were you thinking when you made this? <laughs> so you have this hodgepodge of different things put together. Yeah, that's what it yeah. turns into, yeah. So when someone comes in my office, Walter, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. How many times do you think that they come in with a hodgepodge of, oh, let's say, different investments? I would say pretty frequently. Pretty frequently. Yeah. That, that happens. You know, because a long life, like we just talked about a minute ago, you may have bought something when you're in your 20s or you may invest it in something when you're in 20s where now you're in your 40s. It's a little bit different. So we have to start fitting these things together to make sure that they're, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to be in your plan at whatever point in life you're in right now. So don't just have, you know, a hodgepodge of investments. And I'm going to tell a quick little story here, Walter. We had, do you remember me telling about the clients who first came in and they had the picnic basket full of statements and whatnot? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they came in. Now, this they first came in probably eight, nine years ago, and they came in two weeks ago. And guess what they're doing now? What's that? They're retiring. Oh, already. Okay. Yep. They're retiring. So what we did is we took that hodgepodge of investments and we put them in, you know, we, we, we might've, you know, sold some and bought some different things, but we did one thing is we got them going in the direction that they were headed. And that was towards retirement. And that was nine years ago. Some of the investments they bought years and years ago just didn't fit into their overall plan. So we adjusted, we tweaked, and we got them to the point to where, there are right now, and she is, or he's retired, and she's going to retire here in the next couple of months. So if that's you, you got to make sure everything fits together. You got to make sure everything's going to what you're trying to accomplish. If it's a retirement, we need to look at income. That's obvious. Income is going to be king. Your paycheck stop. Your investments now are your employees. Those employees got to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no vacation days. And what is their mission? Produce income for you in retirement. How do you do that? Make sure everything's fitting together and is doing what it's supposed to do into your retirement plan. We're talking about how you can have a better financial plan, a better retirement future, and learning some lessons by talking about shopping at the grocery store and uh, how we prepare for that. If you have questions about something we talk about on today's episode, reach out to Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. You can see sometimes we're uh, a little non-traditional here on the show. We like to have a little fun along the way in how we talk about finances and retirement planning. Yeah, we, we, we try not to be a, always boring here on the show and just uh, you know have, have some fun here and there. So, our, our personalities shine through, that's for oh, sure. That's just, it's <laughs> such, a, such a bright personality we have to share with the world, isn't it? <laughs> yes. All right, here's another one. Uh, this one I'm, uh, I'm a little guilty of. You should know how much you're paying when you go to the grocery store. I mean, you don't completely ignore the price of the items when you go in there, do you, Kevin? 
I don't, you know, and so like you say, you got a good overall idea what you're paying when you get to the, at least I do, Walter, and I get to the counter, I got a, I'm pretty close to what the actual total is going to be. And do you know what the difference there versus the financial world is? What's that? Well, you, but let's say you buy a box of macaroni and cheese at the store. You know exactly how much it costs, mm-hmm. don't you? Yep. There's no... Oh, there's no hidden fees usually when you buy, other than just you know adding a little bit for taxes for each item kind of thing. Exactly. It's marked right on the box. So if you go into the financial world, you just hit it on the head. There's hidden fees. So if you buy, let's say, a mutual fund and you think because you get your statement and then it says the expense cost is 0.55%, if that's the true cost, you're probably wrong. Because most mutual funds are, you know, between 2 and 4%. We cited that Forbes article several times. So knowing how much things cost can add up over time. If, you don't, if you're paying 1% more, 2% more, 3% more, whatever it is, over 10, 20, 30 years, that adds up quickly. So you should know how much you're paying in these investments because maybe there's a different alternative. Maybe there's a better alternative that maybe we can take away some expense. Personalfund.com is a great place to go and see exactly how much you're paying in your uh, mutual funds. And you'd be surprised. Most people are surprised when we break that down and show it to them. So you really need to get a good handle on that because let's say, Walter, you have a half a million dollars saved in retirement and you have one investment, the cost is 2.5% and the other one is one percent. That's one and a half percent difference. That adds up over time, doesn't it? it with all other things being equal, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. that's a no-brainer there. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. So that's what we're talking about here. Know what you're paying for, and maybe you know we can dive into that a little bit further, and then pull out, extract those numbers that most people don't see, and that's done by design, as far as as far as I'm concerned, because the only thing they have to show you is that expense ratio, and that's what most people are are akin to. Very good. All right. One more comparison, Kevin, and then we'll move on to a new topic. Um, The cheapest option isn't always the best. This is a good lesson I've learned over the past year when it comes to quality, taste, uh, also health, those kinds of things. You know, I'm spending a lot more at the grocery store, but I do think I'm getting better quality for what I'm buying as, you know, part of my journey to, you know, lose weight and get healthier this past year. Yeah. Before we go on, Walter, update us on the weight loss. Where are you at? Uh, I, did, I, I, did I announce we officially hit the 100-pound loss mark? Uh, we did not. All right. I, I knew I was flirting with it in a recent show. Yep, so yep, yep. I, I've, I've officially hit it. And, and I'm sitting there right now at the exact 100 mark. So Good for you. Yeah. Very we'll have to put a we'll have to put a, a Walter uh, picture up there for everybody who's trying to lose weight and, and give them some encouragement. Pick picture of inspiration. Yes, yeah, yeah, there you go. go. <laughs> just just picture Brad Pitt in your mind. That's kind of <laughs> that, that that's that's the vicinity I'm approaching. So we don't well, even have to do an actual picture. <laughs> now you are opt you, you are oppor- you know you're looking at opportunity there. I'll give you that. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Cheap isn't always the best off option. I'm a huge soup guy. I don't know if you know that, Walter. Oh, been, okay, yeah. I like soups. I, mm-hmm. I, I've been eating soup when I was in when I went to school here in Pinconning. I would have an hour lunch, and I only lived about half a mile away, so I'd run home, Campbell's chicken noodle soup, and then run back and eat it, and then with a piece of bread every day almost. So for, I I grew from eating soup to like making soups, and you know my my friends called me the soup Nazi after the uh, you know Seinfeld, oh, Seinfeld episode because yeah. episode, mm-hmm. I really like soup. So I noticed that, you know, if you're going to the grocery store, there are certain soups I like, but if you get the, you know, generic brand, it's just, it's just awful. You know, there's no taste, so the cost, I might as well just throw that money away because I'm not going to eat. I'll take one or two bites of it and just don't like it. Well, the same thing goes in the financial world. Sometimes, you know, you, you may be paying more than you should be paying and there's no good reason. And other times, well, it makes sense. I just needed a humidifier put in my house. 
And I've been dealing with the same heating and cooling company for years. But over the years, over the last couple, two, three years, I've had an ownership change. And I'm just not getting the service that I used to get. You know, I call, they don't call me back. Um, you know, the guy will call me back or we schedule this day. They, they put me off, those types of things. So I finally ended up getting tired of that. And I called a new heating and cooling um, place. And they were just a little bit more expensive. But when they finally did come in, everything was done right. Everything was cleaned up. Everything was professional. And the overall things that they noticed while they were there that the other company didn't help me become more energy efficient. So I don't mind paying a little bit more money for doing that. I don't mind that uh, one at all because service is king with me. And in our office, we like to be what we call service. We like to be, you know, if you need something, we want to be there for you. We want to return your phone calls. We want to do all those things that we hear other advisors aren't doing. So cheap isn't always the best. A lot of times we've heard this, you get what you pay for. But just be mindful of that. Sometimes a little bit more cost is helping you overall in the big picture versus saving you a few dollars here or there. All good lessons. And again, if you have questions for Kevin about something we talked about on today's show, you can reach out by calling 888-885-PLAN. Get your own complimentary financial review. Find out where you stand right now, where you need to go in the future to accomplish your financial goals. Again, reach Kevin by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. All right, more coming up on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial, and more on the way. This isn't a get-rich-quick show. It's not a bigger-and-better show. It's not a make-your-head-spin-with-complex-numbers-and-data show. This is Simply Financial. Glad you're with us today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you all across the Tri-City area, based right in Pinconning. We're online at insightfolios.com. Go there and click the Listen button. You can ask questions to Kevin via the website or listen to past episodes of the show and tap into other great financial education and information. That's insightfolios.com. You can also email Kevin. It's kevin at insightfolios.com, the address, kevin at insightfolios.com. Kevin's got about three decades of experience. He's the co-author of the book Navigating Through Retirement, and he's going to navigate us smartly through this next portion of the program. Uh, Kevin, many folks have a favorite game show that they enjoy. Unfortunately, some people have turned their retirement planning into a bit of a game show-like feel, and that's not necessarily a good thing. So we're going to have a little bit of fun today by talking about some of our favorite game shows from the last couple of decades, but also um, maybe where we see these game shows actually happening in people's portfolios. So first of all, one of my all-time favorites, I mean, I think everybody, at least my generation, grew up loving it when you were sick and home from school and you got to watch The Price is Right. It's still around today, obviously, without Bob Barker, but um, just such a great show for you know every kid growing up sick at home, and a lot of people still watch it to this day um, pretty religiously. And um, were you a Price is Right fan growing up, first of all? Yeah, you know, that's funny you said that when you're sick and was able to stay home from school. I do remember watching that because my mom watched it all the time. My grandmother watched it all the time. And you evidently you did when you were home, too. 
Yep, that's right. I I heard somebody the other day saying it too that they were like, "You're, you're not a millennial if you didn't enjoy staying home sick from school watching The Price Is Right." And no, so and, that was and Bob Barker, right? And yeah, I, Bob I think Barker. he's still alive. So he evidently that was good for his life. Even my dad. For did he just retire? or Did he pass away? No, he retired. Oh, I he still did. Think okay. he, I still think he's in the. Uh, you know, his his passion was you know the the animals, right. and I think he's still in that. Where do you see people playing? Do we need to explain The Price Is Right for folks? I mean, well, you know. Well, you well, guess we're prices about of here. things, yeah. right? Guess, we're <laughs> guessing, right? We're stock picking. Yep. We're trying to time okay. the market. We're speculating, you know, whether the price is too high, too low, just like the price is right. Sound about right? Yeah. Uh, speculating yeah. on different prices. Now, we're doing yeah. it on, like, small commodities, like small, you know, small amounts. Like, what's this thing of rice cost, typically? Right. Although sometimes there's a car or a boat or something like that that you've got some, to factor in. in there. So we know that if stock picking, market timing, speculating doesn't work, we we can you can read till the end of time how this how these things don't work. So if you're hearing things like you know the stock may be overvalued or undervalued or maybe you want to avoid it, who do you think you're talking to, Walter? Typically, that sounds like a broker, right? broker, right? Somebody yep. who's who's in it to sell a product or help you buy a product. Right. And they're not necessarily, you know, doing a plan for you. They're trying to pick the stock that's right for you or the bond or whatever it happens to be. So the price is right. You know, we're, we're speculating. That's, you know, we're trying to time the market. We're trying to pick the stock at the exact same, the exact right spot. And most of the time we know that doesn't work. Of course, you know, once in a while it does work out on our right, on our favor. But the price is right is not for you, our typical listener, because we need a plan. We need a plan that's going to get you to and through retirement. And then if we find out we have what we call surplus, you have money left over, then maybe we start looking at some of the stocks, individual stocks, play money, I call it. You know, you want to you want to fool around a little bit of money here and there and see if you can, you know, time the market or, or do the prices right. I think that's the way to do it versus trying to do it with your entire portfolio. Let's figure out what you need to do and what's the minimum, you, you, you know, how are we going to get those investments generating income for you? And then if you have a surplus, I think that's okay to do something like that. All right, so if your retirement planning feels like a game of the price is right, that's a red flag and maybe time to change strategies a little bit. What if our retirement plan process feels like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Remember that show? <laughs> I do. Jeff, Jeff Fox was there, right? Yeah, he was good yeah. on that. I've seen him a couple of times in concerts. He's a funny guy. But, he's, um, he's, he's, he's had a good shtick over the years, that's for sure, yeah. Walter, before you worked with all the advisors, or even when you're working with advisors, do you ever feel that's way over your head when, when you're sitting down doing the planning process? It could be about anything. It could be about your house because I know you're renovating your house a lot. It could be anything. Yeah, absolutely. There's been lots of things where I'm like, how can I ever wrap my head around you know this concept? Some, some come easier than others, but sometimes you're just like, man, I feel like I've had this explained to me 80 times, and I still don't quite fully understand it or feel comfortable with it. Right. You have to you have to have a good teacher in most cases and you have to be educated in most cases. But there's a reason we call the show simply financial. And there's a reason when you come into our office, our plan, our, our financial plan is called simplicity plan because we want to keep it simple. It's basically a three page financial plan that we go into. And in that three page, we're going to show you what your retirement number is, what your legacy is going, going to be possibly what your income tax rate is, what's your, how much of your total investments are going to be taxable, 100% taxable versus just interest or dividends. 
all of those things, all of those things in three pages. And over and over and over, I get when people walk out, oh, I understand it. I get it. This is the first time that I've come into somebody's office and I wasn't handed a 70 page plan that was so complicated. I, I finally, you know, got a three page plan. It shows how my uh, income is going to be generated. It shows my legacy potential. It shows my, you know, how much of my portfolio is 100% taxable and going to give me some ideas on how to maybe change that. So are you smarter than a fifth grader? That's what we're trying to do in our office. We're trying to make it simple and break it down so people understand it. Great points across the board, as always, Kevin. All right, so um, that's a good one to remember. What about who wants to be a millionaire? If my financial plan feels like that one, that sounds like a good thing, Kevin. Well, it does, theoretically, right? (laughs) Yeah. Wall Street has done a good job of telling us you can't retire comfortably unless you have a million dollars. Have you heard that? Sure. I mean, it's just an easy, nice, big number to sort of target, right? Yeah. So we take every every American, and we say everybody needs a million bucks. That's what they're telling us, isn't it? Uh, does start to feel that way a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it does, right? So what does that have to do with you, the listener, right? What if you have a pension? Well, that pension could make up a huge amount of your income. I have clients, Walter, who have six-figure pensions, over $100,000 a year. Wow. Do they need a million dollars? Probably not. Well, it'd be nice, but they probably don't need the million dollars if you didn't have the pension. I have clients who have well, a lot at of least not to It goes back to the conversation earlier, right? You're planning for need, not want. So right, does that cover right. their needs? Yeah, probably gets, gets pretty close to it. And that's exactly, you hit it on the head. Your needs are going to determine what you're going to need to be saved for dollars for retirement. But if you have lots of rental properties, I have a lot of clients who have rental properties, and that's a really good income. So it's sort of like a pension to them. They, there's some upkeep in there, but it provides an income where they don't need their, they don't even need their Social Security benefits. They don't need you know much in investment dollars. They just live off that that income that produces that. Walter, do you know anybody that uh, basically lives under Social Security? Let's say you have a husband and wife, and they're really enjoying retirement. They got some money saved, but you know they're they're just enjoying it, and they don't need that much extra money in the monthly income. Yeah, contentment. You know, folks yeah. are just, just happy with simplicity, yeah. and they, they just don't have a lot of those wants and needs for travel and crazy vacations and those kinds of things. So, yeah, nice, simple solutions. Yeah. So if you think you need a million dollars, that's good. Don't get me wrong. A million dollars would be nice. But how do you know if you need a million dollars? Well, it starts by sitting down and figuring out that retirement number. Maybe you do. Maybe you need $2 million because you're actually going to spend more. We don't know until you sit down and you, and you start that planning process. And then we'll tell you, in that simplicity process we keep talking about, then we'll tell you, you have enough, you don't have enough. If you don't have enough, we're going to come up with a plan to get you there so you do have enough so you can retire and go into retirement. But just don't assume things. Like and I've said this earlier, don't assume. Let's solve what actually is going on with you in your plan and in your retirement, and let's know before you get into retirement what you have to do to get to and through retirement. It would be fun to have Regis Philbin at least involved in our uh, financial plan, though. If you I can. like Re- Regis, yes. I did, too. I thought he was great yeah. on that show and when he did the morning show. Regis yeah. was, was fun. Fun guy. Uh, fun fact. Did you know that his uh, full name was Regis Francis Xavier Philbin? I did not. Uh, I was a big fan of his, too. Wikipedia always comes in handy with some interesting, uh, interesting info. I can tell you the reason I seen Sleepless in Seattle is because I heard him talking about it, how great the music was, and I bought the soundtrack because I liked it that oh, much, nice. too. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, he, was, he was definitely a fun show host, uh, and that was a, I remember that show captivated the nation maybe like no other in the evenings, at least in terms of it game shows. It did for a while, yeah. It yeah. did. 
uh, when that first guy finally won a million. It was, you know, I just remember how crazy that was. Uh, last but not least, let's go to Family Feud. Uh-oh. Fun oh. show, but no, I don't think we want our financial plan going down this route, right? No. So the Family Feud, what did, what did you just envision when you said that? Well, uh, b- bickering over maybe like an inheritance, that kind of thing. Yes, typically. Or, you know, you get inheritance and mom and dad made one of the children the beneficiary, depending on that child to dole it out to, to the rest of the children. And even though that child does the right thing, the other children are still suspicious, right? Because they weren't included on, that, on those things. So in retirement, in a retirement estate plan, that's often what you end up with if you don't specify. You don't want a family feud. You want your, your siblings to be your siblings. You don't want to be mad at your mom and dad when they're gone because you, you think they favored somebody more than the other. And the other thing that you know pops up too is, Walter, is a lot of people coming to our office don't have this. They need powers of attorney, financial and health powers of attorney. So let me give you an example. You get in an accident, uh, you're not married, and you don't have a power of attorney, and the family starts to fight. What do you think is going to happen? The state gets involved, I guess. Yeah, at that the point? state. Yeah, okay. you go to court. Somebody's going to be appointed guardian, uh, and that could go on for a long time. Who do we think of uh, the famous person who just got relinquished guardianship? Oh well, there was the, the Britney Spears thing, right? Britney Spears, oh, right? Okay. For fourteen yeah. years, you don't want to go down that road. You don't want to be caught in that scenario. So you want to name a health power of attorney and a financial power of attorney, somebody's going to handle your affairs if you're unable to do that. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. Get these things in place because that's what could happen to you. You're going to have family members fighting, maybe doesn't go their way, and then ends up in the court, and then the court appoints somebody, and you don't like that, and then the family members aren't talking to one another, and this can go on for years and years and years and years. So don't go down that road. Get your you know, your documents in place, get the estate plan in place, get your financial and health power of attorneys in place, document what you want to go to, whomever you want it to go to, and be clear about it. Don't, you know, don't be vague and don't think that one child is going to do the right thing because sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Don't go down that road, get your affairs in order. And we're talking about dying, right, Walter, or something bad happened to us like an accident. So make sure those things are in place before something does happen to us so we don't create that big family feud going down the road. You can avoid your retirement plan feeling like one of these game shows, Family Feud, The Price is Right, Smarter Than a Fifth Grader Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, uh, where there's so much chance. I mean, that's what makes these games fun, right, is risk and chance, and uh, you can lose it all. Well, we don't want retirement planning to really feel like that. We want it to be a little bit more steady. Again, we're talking about needs not once. And when we discuss needs, we want more surety. We want more understanding. And so if you want to talk a little bit more about what that looks like for your financial plan, pick up the phone, give a call to Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And just let him know that you want to chat a little bit about your financial plan and have some questions about your retirement and how to do it properly. 888-885-PLAN. Like we talked about, you don't have to have a million, two million dollars to maybe have a successful retirement plan set up. If you've got Social Security, maybe maybe a pension, uh, a small inheritance to work with, and then some savings, sometimes that can be plenty for somebody to retire off of. So the uh, I, I think there's a common misconception out there too, Kevin, that you know you have to be a multimillionaire to even work with a financial advisor. If we were doing a show of common misconceptions, I think that one would certainly that's a big 
one. Yes. That would be on the list, right? You so. know what the minimum for our office is, Walter? What's that? We have none. Oh, no minimum. All right. No so minimum. No, no minimums. That's fantastic. So if you've got questions on your mind, want to talk those out with Kevin, uh, you might be surprised. And I think that's what Kevin has told me the most is people are very surprised that they're in much better shape than they think they're in after they come in for a meeting and truly get that written plan in place. So if you'd like to start that conversation again, give Kevin a call at 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-7526. He's right there in Pinconning, serving the Tri-City area. 888-885-PLAN. All right, more to come on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Thanks for listening. Planning for retirement shouldn't be a mystery. So why is it so easy to get bogged down with financial terms and advisors who try to offer you a sales pitch? Financial coach Kevin Ray takes pride in looking after his clients' best interests. He strives to educate you about the financial world. If you want a customized financial plan that's unique to your goals, schedule a visit today. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Schedule a complimentary review of your situation. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Kevin, it's not a food question today, if you can believe it. Not a food question. All can, right. can we turn it into a food uh, Well, question? I'll, I'll leave that up to you. Let's see, let's see what you can do. Who had the biggest impact on your career choice? Oh, so one day I was eating lunch and talking to <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your mentor's favorite food? Is that what this yeah, is turning yeah, into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So on my career choice? Yeah, being, on your, on your being, career being choice. Being in the financial... Okay, mm-hmm. so that, that's an easy one. His name was Mark Bokash. We were friends, and we were in bowling leagues together. You know, we played poker. We did lots of stuff together. And I knew that um, he worked not for a company. He, You know, he worked out of an office. And I mean, I knew he worked for a company. I didn't know what he did. But I knew he had, you know, his, he was control of his, his time. And he had freedom to do whatever he wanted. And one day I asked him, I said, what do you do? And he said, well, I work for a company called Lutheran Brotherhood. Now, we're going way back, 32, 33 years. And he started telling me how he did this. And I said, well, geez, you know what? I've been investing in mutual funds since I've been 16 years old, 14 years old. Actually, it's been kind of a hobby of mine. I've been doing that, but he talked about all the other planning. I said, you know, I really think I would like to do that. So it led to the next step, which was actually sitting down with his boss, which was called a GA at the time, and we did meet over breakfast, um, and we ate some breakfast, and he started going down how, you know, the steps to proceed getting in here, you know, all the education, all those other types of things, and I took it to heart. I thought, I love his lifestyle. I loved him being in charge of what he's doing, the freedom to do what he wanted, so I adopted that, and so it's it's easy. I tell Mark all the time, he changed my life, and um, he's still friends, and he lives out in Arizona, and we still talk, and that's that's who it was. How about you being the radio personality you are? Yeah, I would say probably uh, Lockwood Phillips uh, was, which, you know, the first name of Lockwood is just awesome, like wins the name award of all time. Yes. Um, lo- love that name. And he was very influential in my uh, career choice. So he was the boss of the local radio station, the owner of the local radio station and local newspaper. And he, that's my first job was at the radio station. And my first job was board opping, uh, you know, running, running the mixer board, pressing the buttons, going to commercial breaks, taking calls, that kind of thing 
for his afternoon talk show. And so I got to learn right underneath of, of Lockwood and got to learn a lot about the back end of the business in addition to hosting and the technical side of things. And then he also got me plugged in at the uh, newspaper where I could get a, additional experience and money, not only in writing and covering events, but also I worked in the circulation department, stacking newspapers and working on the assembly line, putting in the the advertisements and inserts into the papers and that kind of thing. So it's got a wealth of experience and uh, so he had a big impact on my on my career choice eventually. So he was the one that told me uh, it doesn't matter what you uh, when you go to college, it doesn't matter what you get grade wise. Just graduate, just get the degree. <laughs> Focus more on your experiences and like uh, you know on jobs. Like get jobs, get 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 opportunities to do broadcasts and work opportunities. That'll be way more valuable in this line of work than you know than your grades. I was like, well, that's all I needed to hear. <laughs> <laughs> So. I'm skipping. I'm skipping today. I, I, That's right. You know, That's right. I read Matthew McConaughey's book, and there was something similar. You know, he figured out he don't need good grades, and he talked to the his professors and basically did the same thing. So that yeah, yeah. Look, sounds like you and I had really good mentors to get us going down our life path. Fantastic. Well, there you go. Getting to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. Fun stuff, and uh, more to come. We'll try to answer one of your questions to wrap up the show when we come back here on Simply Financial. When you reflect on your life, what would you like to see as your fondest memories? Summers at your favorite vacation spot? Ice cream with the grandkids after their first t-ball game? Of course, those memories are still in the future, although they're not as far away as you might think. Be sure you have a financial plan to make them happen. With the proper planning, you can secure a meaningful retirement. We can help you make those dreams a reality. Schedule your visit with our team today. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. We want to make memories with you. Get started by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Well, before we wrap things up for the week, want to get in a quick mailbag question from one of our listeners. If you want to submit a question for a future show, you can email Kevin, kevin at insightfolios.com. And Samuel says, I'm 72 and doing pretty well financially, I think. I have several rental properties that provide more income for me than I could ever spend, so I won't ever really be relying on the roughly $1 million in my investments. I guess I'm just not sure how I should be investing my money at this point. Can you give me some direction? Well, congratulations, Samuel. That's a that's a good milestone to hit that million. We just talked about it earlier, and then we talked about what, Walter? Having more than enough income from rental properties. So it kind of weaves right into what we're talking about today. So Samuel, for you, I'll be thinking about legacy. If you have a million dollars, depending how old you are, I think you said you're 72, and that's going down to your beneficiaries. Do you want that to go down as the most tax efficient way possible, or do you want Uncle Sam to be a bigger part? So your investing should entail some of that. If you're never going to use that money, you know, I think you would want to leave that legacy somehow that you know it's it's going to benefit your beneficiaries more than it would Uncle Sam, and that's going to include taxes, tax planning, those types of things. And I have a client that's very similar to you, and what they do now is they started giving, you know, they started gifting their children, their grandchildren, and whoever money now because they like to see they like they get the enjoyment out of it. They get to see what that dollars is, how it's impacting their life, and those types of things. So that million dollars that you have and you know how to invest it, you know how we find out, Samuel, you come in, we do that simplicity plan, and we're going to project because I think you're going to be surprised what your your million dollars is going to grow to. And then we want to make sure that we invest it such a way that it's the most tax efficient way 
so you don't have to pay a lot of taxes going forward if that's possible and in the legacy portion. We want to leave that to your, your heirs as the tax efficient as we could. I hope that answers your question. If not, come in, give us a call, and I'd be happy to go on with your one-on-one on that, Samuel, and get that simplicity report, and we'll give you some ideas. Again, that number to call to get in touch with Kevin and start that conversation is 888-885-PLAN. That is 888-885-7526. Great way to have a conversation about your financial life, how to improve it, where you need to take it in the days and weeks and months and years ahead. Uh, whether you're approaching retirement or maybe already retired, like uh, you know the question that we answered on today's show, uh, wherever you are along that spectrum, it's great to get a true plan in place so that you can live your retirement life with a little bit more peace of mind and understanding of what's happening in that portfolio of yours. 888-885-PLAN is the number. If you get the voicemail, no big deal. Just leave a quick message. Kevin and the team will follow up with you to set up that time to chat. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And always online at insightfolios.com. Kevin, appreciate your help today. Enjoy the rest of your trip there in Johnson City. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back at the Tri-City area soon. Yep, we'll be back next week. All right, sounds good. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.